Hey, this is Sarika, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 173 of Chasing Dreams. Before we go too far, guys, first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters. Thanks to all of you for not just your monetary support, but for also believing in my mission to help inspire, empower, and equip people to chase their dreams. Your help makes it possible for me to continue that work. For more information on our Patreon campaign, and or if you'd like to donate a dollar a month to help keep the show going, you can learn more at amyj21.com slash Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thanks again. Happy New Year's. Happy, happy New Year's, guys. I hope that 2019 is off to the right start and that you guys are only going up from here. So one of the things I want to do with 2019 is each month, at least once, I want to bring back a past guest and I want to talk to them and see how their dream chase has been going since we last talked to them. So today we're going to do just that. We're going to talk to Sarika Mehta. Sarika was on episode 29 of Chasing Dreams. And at the time, she was an 18 year old student at the Culinary Institute of America. Today, though, she is a graduate She has graduated with her associate's degree in culinary arts and her bachelor's program in business management with a concentration in wine, beverage, and hospitality studies. And so I got to catch up with her while she was still in school, just before she had graduated, and it's she's been having a great time. And so I want you guys to hear how things have been going for her since we talked to her about two years ago. Here it is. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm doing well. How are you? You know, it's a new year. It's a new start, a new beginning. I'm kind of excited. I'm excited also because we're doing this whole new, you know, revisiting past Dream Chasers this year. Uh, The first of the month, the first week, first Wednesday, I guess, of each month, we're going to kind of revisit. And you're our first one, which is so exciting because so much has happened. Yes. A lot of things have happened since our last little chat. A yeah. lot of things have changed. Let's think about that. So you aired like February of 16. It's been over 30 months. Gosh, so. that was so long ago. Does it, it seems like a lifetime for you? It really does. Because now I think about, wow, that was even before I did my big internship for my associate's degree. Yeah, you like, know I, have, I, I think you were just getting ready for that. Was that I was. Boston? I, I remember. I remember talking about. It. I was. It was. It was Fenway Park. It was yes. Boston. It was crazy. Yes, and so uh, that was so much fun. And we had, we had been keeping tabs on you. You went. You got your associates, and now you've graduated from with your bachelor's. Yep. So yep. bachelor's degree in um, hospitality business management 
with a concentration in wine, beverage, and hospitality studies. Now, I remember when you were beginning, Associates, you were feeling out things. Now, the beverage management, that was kind of in the radar, but what changed between, I mean, 30 months, your experience? Was it the way you thought it would be? It, it, was, it was the way I thought it would be. And then I started thinking a little bit more long-term of, okay, do I really want to be in a kitchen for my whole career or do I want to be able to have other avenues and other you know experiences to tap into career-wise? Um, and I kind of realized that I love being in a kitchen and I love cooking and I love that kind of environment. Um, and I actually had the opportunity to do some of that last summer. Um, but uh, it wasn't as sustainable, I think, as I want it to be in terms of, you know, long-term potentially having a family and having that kind of a, a personal life. Um, so when I took my wines course in my associate's degree in February of 2017, I was kind of exposed to this whole world of wine and service. And then I took a few other classes that involved front of house service. So dining rooms and um, basically being that bridge between kitchen and guests to communicate what all this food is, what all the beverage is. Um, and I really loved it. I loved getting that guest interaction and seeing people have these amazing experiences with food and just kind of watching that wow moment happen. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that was something that I knew I couldn't let go of for sure. So I want to make it clear because you know some people would say, "Oh, she sacrificed these things," but your need or desire for balance was something you wanted, right? Do you feel like you gave something up? Oh yeah, not at all. I don't feel like I gave anything up. In fact, I'm getting a little bit more out of this. Um, because I still have that skill set that I learned being in a kitchen, but now working towards being a manager in a dining room, I can, in a way, I like to say that I, I can speak both languages. I understand how a dining room operates, but I also understand how a kitchen operates. And in order to make the two work together fluidly, it's kind of up to the manager to be able to work with the head chef and really make everything communicate properly between the two because I've worked in I've worked in places where the front of house manager, the dining room manager didn't have a whole lot of experience when it came to kitchen management. So there was a lot of disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I have found that some of the best managers I've worked for understand how a kitchen works. So I I think that that's one thing that I that I, I feel a need for. And I feel like, you know, my experience in in kitchens and working um, in back of house is really only helping me thrive in front of house in dining rooms. As you're going through this, as you're figuring this out, your desires, your options, so to speak, you're seeing your other classmates and friends doing other things. Did you ever think or get envious of what they were doing and wish you were doing that or going down a different track? Um, not really. Um, I, you know, I know that they're doing something that they love to do, but it, you know, maybe it's not really something that I would be able to do myself. Um, you know, one of my really good friends, he's, he's working in a restaurant 
and uh, he works crazy hours. Mm-hmm. And I just know that for me, those crazy hours, they're fun sometimes, and it does give you uh, a really good sense of accomplishment. But all the time, for me personally, would be exhausting. And it would just, it, w- it wouldn't be fun after a certain point. See, and I, I think that the fact that you figured this out so early on at such a young age is fantastic. Because oftentimes we look at, see someone else running their race, and we think, I wish I was doing that. Regret, I mean, regret is a powerful drug and can really hold you back. But it sounds like you, you kind of figured it out and you're just pursuing it without, with, with horse blinders on in a good way, not letting others' race or journey affect you in a negative way. Is it safe to say that? Right. Like they're going to run their race and I'm going to run mine. So now that you kind of figured it out, what's, what, are we, what should we expect upcoming? Well, I'm, um, I've, at this point, I've graduated. Um, from the wines program, I'm um, moving forward into a career in food and beverage management. Um, I have a long-term goal of eventually being a uh, food and beverage director for large corporations. Um, I've been looking at working in um, hotels and uh, big restaurant groups, um, just because I see a lot of potential for growth and also the potential to move to different places. I think it's really important for me um, in this career, especially to be able to work in a lot of different environments. And I think that the best way to learn about any other place is to just live there and fully immerse yourself in the people and the language, the culture, and especially the food um, and wine, of course. (laughs) But uh, I I just, I want to have the opportunities to live in all these different places not just in the United States, but around the world as well. London is one of the places that's definitely on my list to live. London, Paris, Spain even, maybe we'll see where it goes. But I kind of, uh, it's a little bit nerve-wracking to have all these options available, but I kind of just like having the freedom to, you know, be able to take an opportunity. If I get an opportunity to move to, you know, Australia one day, who knows? I think it'd be a really exciting adventure. What I love is that you're not limiting yourself here. Like, it is scary, admittedly, but you, you aren't letting that stop you with where you're looking. No, it's, it, it would be scary to move that far away from home. I think Australia would take a lot, specifically. Um, but I don't want to limit myself because who knows where that will take me. And I, I feel like that's one thing I would probably regret is if I had a great opportunity like that, and I didn't take it. And then, you know, years later, I kind of look back and I'm like, gosh, I wonder what would have happened if I actually did go there. Where would I be now if I actually did do that? I don't ever want to have those kinds of regrets. Yeah. I mean, again, um, the fact that you're figuring this out and, and hold on to that, right? It's easy to to do this yeah. now and then kind of lose track of that or, you know, fall into a state of regret at some point. But, you know, the fact that right. you figured it out is actually amazing. But let, let's, for your first job, right? Because you're, you're still um, figuring that out, so to speak. Any 
bucket list things that you're kind of applying to that you're like, it's a shot in the dark. Who knows if I get it? It's a blessing. Yeah. Well, um, last summer I got a chance to work for the Four Seasons in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. which was a fantastic experience. I had a great time. I learned so much, I think, in just four months. Um, Because after my semester ended in April, I went home because in order to take all the wines classes that I took in Napa, I had to be 21. So I had to wait a whole semester until I could go out to Napa to take those classes. Um, So I had the opportunity to go home and just work full time for a whole summer, which was great. Oh, wow. Um, It was great. And I, so I worked at the Four Seasons. I worked at the pool, but when... I worked front of house, uh, did service at the pool, but when the pool was closed due to all the crazy rain that we got last summer, I would get to go change and put on my chef lights and go help in the dining room or go help in the kitchen. I mean, go help in the kitchen and do some prep work, or I would go put on a service uniform and go help in the dining room. So I got to work in a lot of different areas just in four months. You know, Um, I I, I didn't even think about the fact that you being underage would affect you being a sommelier. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Somalia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, so I, I turned 21 uh, last September and um, luckily it was the second day of classes that I turned 21. So it was perfect timing. But um, yeah, I actually, I ended up having to wait. Otherwise I would have taken those classes this time last year, which is crazy, but it, it works out for the best because, you know, even if I could have taken these classes and been underage, I couldn't have done anything else in the area. I couldn't have gone to all the wineries and the different um, distilleries or restaurants that they have out here and really get the full Napa experience, I guess. So it works out for the best that I turned 21 in Napa because got to go on the weekends and try all these different wineries. It was amazing. So being that I'm not in the industry, curiously, mm-hmm. you have your bachelor's. Is there, are there... Um, continuing education courses that you can take? Like, how does that work? Or do you just kind of talk to friends and kind of get each other to help each other out? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, there are. um, I know my school, the Culinary Institute, also offers a um, certificate wines program for people who didn't do our wines concentration. If they did, you know, their um, education at a different college, at a different level, We have a certificate program that we offer here as well. Um, But then, you know, I've given a little bit of thought to if I would ever want to do my master's in something like hospitality management, um, things like that, business management. Um, I haven't honestly given too much thought to it right now. My more pressing um, priorities would be getting a job and figuring out where to live for the time being and Mm -hmm. then Maybe in a few years, once I really figure out where I want to focus in this field, I'll, I would end up doing some kind of a master's degree, potentially. One of those things that I keep in the radar, but I don't, you know, I'll figure it out when I get to that bridge. Sure. So I got to ask the question that many guests may, or many listeners may be having. Given your background, uh, aside from the food and beverage management that you're looking to do, would you ever do one of the reality shows. If Food Network came to you and said, hey, would you do this? What do you think? Uh, That would be an awesome opportunity. And again, with all the other, you know, 
that's that's an opportunity I don't think I could pass up. It would be uh, that would be a really cool thing for me to do if I ended up doing some kind of a show or something like that. It would I would definitely want it to. Um, I really love being able to focus on wine and service as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see how that my my service background ties into a reality show of that sort. But it's funny that you mention reality shows because I've been watching this show um, called Below Deck, which is a little bit different from all the Food Network shows. Uh-huh. It's less focused on the food, um, but it's about a group of people who work on a super yacht, like in the Mediterranean or in the Caribbean. Uh-huh. And it is a reality show, so there's still all the drama with the crew members and all that stuff. So it's entertaining. But I also kind of like to watch the show and see all the different scenarios that they have to deal with with all these different guests they have on their charters. Um, and they'll get crazy requests sometimes or crazy guests. And it's of course, it's amped up for the drama of the show. But it's also interesting to think, like, that's a real job. And that's something that I could do someday is work as a service manager on a super yacht. Who knows? Um but it's, it's funny that you mentioned the shows because that's something I've been watching lately. And um, I don't want to discount that either. So who knows? Oh, I never even thought about that. That's true. Yeah. You could just. I hadn't thought about it either until I saw the show come up on Hulu one day. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I started watching it. And I'm like, wow, they really get into like fine dining service on this boat. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and I, you know, it's funny how focused our mindsets can be that we're so focused on typical things, things you see on TV, restaurants, hotels, uh, stadiums, that kind of thing. And then you forget that there are things out there that aren't televised necessarily, like cruise lines that you could be right. working on. And it's the best, It's you know, working and you're, you know, on the ocean and you get to see the world and you get to see all these different places. That's another one of those opportunities that if I ever was presented with something like that, definitely wouldn't pass it up. Could not pass it up. Now I'm like, especially being, you know, especially being so young right now. And I mean, I'm single. I'm not really tied to any one place. The world too is much. your of oyster. Maryland will always be home. Right. Exactly. Maryland will always be home for me. And, you know, someday way down the line, maybe I'd love to end up back in the Maryland, D.C. area. But I definitely can't limit myself. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, now that you think about it, I'm like, how do people on there even get a job? Is it like LinkedIn or Indeed? Or do you just I've have to know somebody? I've looked a little bit on LinkedIn and there's some yachting companies that do seasonal positions. Right? Because there's only a certain amount, there's a certain time of year when they can have all these super yachts out on the ocean. Otherwise, it's hurricane season. Um, That's true. Valid point. I've it's it's a it's a it's a seasonal position. So it's you know, these people they work on their yachts a couple months a year and then they go home and they have another job there and then they come back to the yachts and it's a little bit of back and forth, but a lot of them are single or and they're just they're young and they're looking for that, that adventure while they still have the uh the mindset to do it. Sure. I mean I could totally see you doing that. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. That and luckily I don't get seasick. You already know that? Oh, yeah. I don't get seasick. I don't get motion sickness. I can do it for a car. A car ride, if I'm reading, will give me uh, motion sickness. Otherwise, I'm okay. But I don't know. I can't remember. I think I've been on a boat at least once or twice and been okay. 
So I think yeah. I can do that. No, I've always been a, I've always been my dad's roller coaster buddy. So. Yeah. Well, no, I can't do roller coasters. Oh no, I can do all the loops. It's so much fun. See. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. That's all right. If I'm ever in a park, I'm like, nope. I'm like, is Rico to do it? I can't. I can't. Yep, there you go. Found you a partner. I'll, I'll be the good. I'll be the designated <laughs> roller coaster. Be the phone a friend. Um, <laughs> roller coaster, designated roller coaster writer. <laughs> to That's awesome. So, Sarika, with it being a new year, new beginnings, especially for you, you know, with graduation and all, what are you expecting for 2019 for yourself? Um, professionally, I am expecting to have a really great job opportunity and get to learn a lot in the next year um, about working in front of house and working in big, larger scale operations. Um, And personally, I'm expecting a lot of self-growth. I'm going to be moving to a new place. Um, I might not really know a whole lot of people, but I am really looking forward to becoming even more independent than I have in the past few years. And um, really just kind of growing as an individual and, you know, advancing my career in this field. I think it's going to be a really, really exciting time for, for uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting time in my life right now. What's really cool, right, um, with new beginnings are new challenges, new everything. But you seem to thrive in not uncertainty, but new surroundings. And that's not easy for people to do. So the fact that this is a whole year of new surroundings and new opportunities and new challenges, uh, not everyone could could handle that in such a, with such a positive mindset as you do. And so I got to ask, is that an innate ability or characteristic of yourself? Or do you have some advice for someone who's kind of facing that in this new year as well? Something new, uncertain how they should approach it? Um, It's definitely not the way I've always been. I haven't always been this independent. um, And I feel like I could even, you know, grow a little bit more in that area. When I moved to Boston in 2016 for my internship, I barely knew anybody in the city. I knew two other people who were from my school who were there, um, but we weren't really close at the time. And so I was living in an apartment by myself in a city I had never lived in before. It was, I got very homesick and um, it was a really good learning experience for me. I think that's one of the reasons why I know that, okay, I can move to a new place. I can figure it out. Um, but one thing that I did was my two friends who were living in Boston at the time, they are two of my greatest friends now. They um, actually went to my parents' house for Thanksgiving last year while I was in California. Oh, wow. I didn't even go home for Thanksgiving. My two best fr- two of my best friends went. That, that's how comfortable they are with my family, and that's how much we love having them around. Um, they're just two amazing people. So shout out to Logan and Bailey because you guys are awesome. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just I think my advice to somebody kind of embarking on, the new, on that new adventure would just be surround yourself in something that makes you comfortable, whether it's other people. Um, Don't be afraid to go out to restaurants by yourself. Um, Definitely don't order in all the time. And go explore new things. I mean, go see a movie by yourself or go, you know, just walk around 
how, you know, safely, of course, but just go and explore and just get to be a little bit more comfortable with yourself. Um, it took a lot out of me because I'm a very social person in general. It took a lot for me to really just, okay, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and just sit there and read a book and be in a social environment, but not necessarily talk to other people. It was a very eye-opening experience. So it just, uh, it helps to find those creature comforts some other way, learn something new, try cooking something new, or, um, you know, go somewhere new. Or just like, even if it's touristy stuff in that area, you're allowed to be a tourist in your own town. I think it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, I guess that, 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 that would probably be my advice. It's just, you know, get out of your comfort zone and really push yourself and you'll surprise yourself if you, uh, just push yourself just a little bit out of that bubble, you'll really surprise yourself with how much you learn about yourself. You know, you said something that's actually interesting that I didn't even think about. Even if it's your own hometown, uh, feel free to explore it. I never thought about that, but Baltimore, I've never really explored Baltimore. I mean, how many times have you been to the aquarium? Or have you been there recently? I probably not in like five years or something. Yeah, me neither. I want to go just because I'm sure there's something new going on or, you know, I, 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 you know, when I was working there this summer, sometimes I would get off work and just kind of walk around a little bit. And it's amazing how much the city has grown and it's constantly growing. Um, there's new restaurants everywhere. And of course I keep coming back to the food just because that's my life basically. Right. But there's so much to explore and so much to do. Um, you know, Groupon helps when it comes to finding different activities going on. Um, but yeah, Baltimore, D.C., there's always a lot of stuff to do. And I don't really claim D.C. as my town necessarily, but we take it for granted. I think that we live so close to D.C. that we just don't go that often. Or I'd love to go down to D.C. and just spend a weekend there and, you know, go to all the monuments or go walk around the Smithsonian or do something touristy. And... It's, you know, right in our backyard. We just don't, we don't, we don't take advantage of it, I think. Especially, I mean, specifically my family, we just, you know, it's hard for us to find the time to go down to D.C., but I'd love to be able to do that. You know, you make a good point. Um, I, too, don't claim D.C. as my personal hometown. We do acknowledge it because it's our, our sister state and, you know, we have the Washington Wizards. It's the closest thing to a basketball team we have. Um, but Or the Caps. Hello. And the Caps, Caps. right? The closest again thing we again have to a hockey team, which we're very proud of. Congrats for the right. Stanley Cup. Um, but we don't really explore it as often as we could. And guys, even your home state, how how often have you visited your hometown and seen what is there? That you know, you right. make a great point. I wonder if in 2019, I think I need to make a point to check out Baltimore more, especially now that I'm back. There you go. Or Annapolis. Like, I think I've been to Annapolis maybe twice. I've explored Annapolis once. And I want to go back so much. They have a beautiful downtown that you can walk, um, but they also have this boat tour that will take you around past the Naval Academy. It's actually really cool, um, but there's probably so, so much cool. more I should check out. Right. I just We just take it for granted. Like, oh, Annapolis is right there. We'll, you know, we'll get there eventually. But we never actually get there. Yeah, and it's funny because um, now that now that you're in this adult world, you know, congratulations, and I'm sorry at the same time, uh, you know, finding time for that <laughs> is possible. 
It's just we forget yeah. that, I think, oftentimes. Right. I think sometimes, you know, when people come to visit, we find the excuse to to go to those those places and do the touristy stuff, but we shouldn't need, you know, it's yeah, that's nice a good to have point. That's a good point. But, you know, that shouldn't always be the reason why we go. I'd love to just go down to D.C., try a couple new restaurants and, you know, just spend a night down there and that'd be awesome. You know, you make a valid point about, um, I confess, a lot of the times I check out D.C. or the harbor is when I have guests. And not not that I am mad at that, guys. That's a good time. Right. But I shouldn't is. need to use that as the reason to go downtown. Right. You should be able to just, oh, I'm just going to go downtown for dinner and walk around the harbor and then, you know, just see what's up. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are things to do. Um, well, Sarika, let me ask you one more question before I let you go. Before the final question, which you're familiar right. with, but... It'll come back and now in this, you know, I'm more experienced and educated and answers may have changed kind of thing. But before that, right, right, um, outside of your culinary experience and adult education, is there a hobby or something you want to try? Because you can now. Before it was all school and everything. Now what? The whole new world. I don't have to, like write essays and take midterms and do crazy flashcards anymore. World is your oyster. Oh my gosh. I, hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I would... I mean, one thing that I've always enjoyed doing is reading. I don't have enough time to read, mm-hmm. for one. Um, I think I... And I know it's still something culinary-related, but I think I'd like to challenge myself to one new recipe a week. One new dish and just learn it one a week. I think that'd be kind of a fun challenge for me, especially, you know, living by myself, um, working full-time. I need to find the time to do that for myself. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good New Year's resolution. One recipe a, a week. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll document it, too. Who knows? Ooh, I was going to say, you know, if you need volunteers and you're back in the tri-state area, I am down. Right. Awesome. You know, I am willing to make any kind of a sacrifice to be your victim. I mean, uh, host, guest. Right. (laughs) Tester, yes. Awesome. Pretty sure it wouldn't be victim, but uh, yeah, I would be happy to do that. And come up with new wine pairings and stuff like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think so. I think so. I know it still it still centers around it still centers around what I do for a job, but it makes it fun. But it makes it you know. Again, you're doing something you're so passionate about. You could you would do it for free. Oh, absolutely. See, and that's so not key. always. Not always. I still got to pay the bills. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But true. But you found something that you're so passionate. I mean, that's. I think something that a lot of people, and if you're doing this, guys, in 2019, feel free to take a step back and evaluate because, um, and Damon John said this, um, I think it was Damon John, the Shark Tank guy. He said, you know, find something you're so passionate about that you would do for free and do that. And you have kind of found that for yourself, cooking, food, uh, that world is your passion. So the fact that it's you just fun, right? I, I just I get such a kick out of it sometimes. Like uh, back in August, my parents and I we had a few we had some family friends over, and I did a wine and cheese t- 
tasting. And then we had risotto for, I made a mushroom risotto for dinner. But we opened like seven bottles of wine and we had eight or nine different kinds of cheese. And it was so cool to just, and a lot of my parents' friends are doctors or lawyers or engineers. And it was very cool to see people from that kind of a background just experiment with different wines and cheeses. Like I do that in class and I do that for fun. But it was very cool to teach them about it and see those reactions of, ooh, those two do not go together. Or, ooh, I didn't think port wine and blue cheese would go together, but they really do. <laughs> it was very, it was, an, it was a very, it was a cool experience. It was a lot of fun. And that is something I would do again and again and again, just because it's, you know, I get to share a little part of what I do with the people who have made me the person that I am. So it's, it's just really special for me. And that's a win-win. And guys... We want that for you. We want you to kind of have that same feeling and experience. So in this new year, in this new time, try to make it a point to figure that out, you know? Yeah. So to do that, Sarika, how can we help them? What is one thing you would recommend someone do this year to take action to chase their dreams? God, don't be scared. Don't be nervous. If it means moving somewhere new or if it means, you know, maybe leaving a job that you didn't love to go pursue something that you do, but it's not a sure thing yet, just throw yourself into it. And if you have the passion and you have the drive for it, you will make it happen. It will all fall into place. Everything will work out the way that it's supposed to. You just have to trust that you love what you're going to be doing and you go for it. Sometimes it's going to take throwing caution to the wind and taking a risk. And there's always that fear underneath of not of it not working out. But you have to push that aside. Don't be afraid of it. Because if you're afraid of failing, you will. You have to not be afraid to fail. And you will make it happen for yourself. And that's all we got to say about that. Sariga, thank you so much oh. for coming on the show. That was some great advice. Thank you. And it's great and awesome to see how well you're doing. Congratulations on your dream chase. Thank you so much. And guys, that was Sarika Mehta. She is living life. She is doing an amazing job of chasing her dreams. And, you know, as of that recording, what we recorded prior to the new year, she has actually gotten a placement. And so she is happily well, I can happily share that she is now a food and beverage manager in training with the Four Seasons Hotel in Denver. And guys, I'm so stoked for her. She She's loving it. We're, we'll check in with her as, as time allows down the road. But, you know, she's chasing her dream and she's doing it right. So hopefully you guys can be inspired by her and what she's doing. And you, too, can chase your dream in 2019 to the max. All right. So, guys, you can learn more about Sarika and everything she's doing over on the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 173. That's episode 173. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. 
Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.